Hello everybody and welcome and this is the Midnight McBride show, show number 47, we're nearly approaching the big five oh. Today's show is called Away With The Furries and if you knew this lady you'd find a bit of humour in that as well but there's a reason for the title and this lady is a healer and a conscious dance retreat facilitator and a long time friend of mine, Janet G. Hey Janet. Hey Midnight. Hey, so, finally got you on the show after nearly 50 episodes, but wonderful to have you in the studio. Thank you. And we've lots to talk about. And what's fun is, with most people's show notes, we just whip through them, but you have been known to be very controversial, and so we've had to streamline a little bit what we talk about. Uh But if you're at home and you don't know Janet, then she's... Very unique, very unique lady indeed. And I've known you, you're from Bolton, aren't you, Janet? Uh-huh. Yeah. And I've known Born you f- yeah. for, I don't know, 30 years, over 30 years probably. And I know John, who was your husband at the time, your partner, a lovely man, really nice man and a good friend of mine. And I also, obviously, now your new partner, Wesley, is my yeah. best mate. I know. Yeah. You can't make it up. I know. Last year for the Midnight McBride Works Christmas Do, I took everybody in January to a classical music concert at Manchester Cathedral, London Concertante. Mm-hmm. And you came and Wesley came and we gave you both a lift in the car. And I remember Willow saying to me, nothing will happen. And I went, no, 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 it's fine. And sure enough, you hooked up, didn't you? Yeah. But it's so strange because 12 years ago, you introduced me to Wesley and I liked him um, and I remember adding him on Facebook as a friend and he didn't accept my friend request uh-huh. and I thought <laughs> whatever so 12 years later I met him again in the radio studio and again. I recognised right, yeah. him thinking that's that guy who never added me as a friend that's what I <laughs> right then you asked me to go to the uh, the orchestra and I was thrilled I can't tell you and um you said to me, oh, we're going to be picking, come with us. And I was relieved about that. And you said, I'm going to be picking my, fr- my friend up on the way. And I thought, I hope it's that guy. And sure enough, it was. And it was yeah. him. So strange. Mm. So strange. I'd forgotten you met when we did, I did a show with you both at Salford City Radio on the Mind, Body and Spirit show. And yeah, I'd forgot you'd hooked up there as well. So yeah. here we are. Something happened though. It's just... And synchronicities, you know, when you feel like I wanted it to be him in the car. So it's like, yeah, and here we are. He's completely different than me. I completely was plugged in and meeting somebody like me, it's probably been hard work for him. But he is an amazing man and yeah. he's got so much potential, lots to offer. And he's joined us on this journey of spirituality, um, being brave and willing enough to go down the medicine route and really get to know himself. And it's so it's thrilling to witness this yeah. when people do this. I've seen you know? an incredible change in the space of twelve months. It's just about twelve months now since he decided he was going to make some better choices and start his spiritual journey. And he's a different person. It's beautiful to see. Beautiful, you know. Mm-hmm. We have a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about some of the retreats you run, the conscious dance that you organise, Away With The Furries, which is a new thing that you do. We'll talk <laughs> about your journey, which includes David Icke, Ayahuasca, casting spells, you have a wand and a rattle. A rattle I and mean, a drum. yeah, so we'll start at the beginning. Anybody that watches this show knows that we have a guest on. I think it's really important to see what drives somebody, what motivates them, and how they arrived in this present moment. And as I always say that 
your past doesn't define you. It's just the view on the journey to this present moment. Mm. It's just the experiences that brought you here. It's gone. It doesn't exist. If you say to somebody, can I have a piece of yesterday? You can't give it them. It's not real. It's, it's history now. It's gone. But very interesting to find out how somebody arrived here. You know, a few guests, for example, Colin Unsworth and Sandy Holt, Mr. Mushroom and obviously Sandy being a European Thai boxing champion multiple mm -hmm. times, were both bullied at school, you know, so it's really interesting. And so Colin spent a lot of time on his own in the woods learning about mushrooms and Sandy obviously learned to defend himself. So mm. your journey, Janet, will cover some of it to see how you arrive. But at the same time, we need to allocate a good chunk of this show to talk about what you're doing now as well. Yeah. Yes, okay. Yeah. But initially, going back many, many years ago, you were a raver and used to go clubbing uh, with me oh, and yeah. all my mates and, and your mates, yes. you know. So, yeah, we used to go to, well, a whole host of clubs, you know. Legends. Yeah, Legends being one of them. Yeah, yeah. In, that was in Warrington, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, loved yeah. it. Woohoo! Interestingly, though, when I was a child... Um, I always wanted to dance, and I had two wooden legs. I had no rhythm. Oh, you didn't literally have two wooden legs. Well, <laughs> I might as well have done, as far as dancing was concerned. But then one day, a good mutual friend of ours, Lee Rimmer and Glenn Percival, uh, yeah, yeah. said, Janet, you need to come out with us. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not doing... You know, I'm not going out with you doing those things and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, one day I went and I, I went to this place called Monroe's with them and I was looking around at all these people. I was like, oh, my God, they all look insane, but they all look really happy. Well, that's because they were next to see. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> so we started off doing hardcore raving, which was so opposite to what the rest of them were doing. Then they took us to the happy piano place and we relaxed into that way, going out with our trainers and our leggings and yeah. whatever, and our whistles and our hats. And I, it was brilliant. It I was always brilliant. loved the happy, happy tunes, the dance yes. tunes. And then I moved on. I like I liked the funky dance tunes, the funky house. Same. Yeah. yeah. And Legends brought that out, uh, Sankey Soap. Um, yeah. and, and Monroe's was where everybody used to go out clubbing. They'd get messed up. And a lot of the clubs are shut at two or four o'clock. I think Monroe's was open till dinner time the next day or something. <laughs> and we'd all pile in there. Generally, it was over 50s and a lot older crowd in there, wasn't yeah. it? Everyone was all mangled and all yeah. messed up. And yeah. But great memories. It was good fun. Amazing. But what it helped me to do was get rhythm. Yeah. So my body began to move and I was like, oh, I can dance. So every time we'd go out, I would be on the dance floor and I would never come off the dance floor for the whole night. And I used to get people to go and get me water and bring it back, etc. I didn't even want to go to the loo. And there was a chill out room that I'd never, for a full year, I didn't even know it existed. <laughs> yeah, and then did. one day somebody took me into the chill out room and I was like, oh, this is, oh, this is amazing, you know. And I spent a, a few weeks in the chill out room, but then I went back to the dancing and it just developed yeah. from there. So. I, I have really fond memories of those early periods of raving. A big shout out to Lee Rimmer and Glenn Percival, and they probably won't thank us for that, but there we go. I was also good friends with your husband at the time, John, and you've actually got four kids, haven't you, John? Yep. Now, let me see if I get it right. Imogen, Kelly, Bradley, and... Caleb. Caleb, yes. I should know Caleb because... He's the one that's the biggest handful, isn't it? He's like all three of the others rolled into one. Yeah. yeah. But he's amazing. Yeah. He's and got... most of them, Caleb's a bit younger, but the others now are adults, aren't adults, they? Adults, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Kelly's married, got two children. You previously had done two radio shows on the Salford City Radio, yeah. and we'd, we'd covered some of the things, but each time we hook up, you, you've you usually got another string to your bow, there's something comes along, which is why the show is called Away With The Furries, and we're going to save that till the end, we'll yes. get to it, okay. you know, but we'll talk about that then. So at 26 years old, mm-hmm. you're a mother, and... You then start experiencing some changes and we'll bring into the story then Helga as well. So maybe tell us about the start of this spiritual journey. Well, what happened, um, I started reading and the very first book I read was called uh, The Dance of Anger. And I'll never forget it because it kind of changed my life and gave me a different perception on behavioural patterns and people. And at the time, I was really good friends with a, a woman called Helga. Yeah, good friend of mine oh, too yeah, as well. Just yeah. an amazing, amazing lady. Amazing yeah, yeah. lady. Yeah. And she became my best friend. Then after a while, we started looking at, I don't know, spells and magic. You know, if, all, all little girls are intrigued in witches and stuff yeah. like that. But we started looking into that and we did a few spells. And one day... I turned up at her house, I was oh, my God, it worked. And we looked at each other like, oh, my God, it worked. This stuff works. And it kind of, like, freaked us out a little bit. And we didn't really know what we were doing. We are dabbling, which is, you know, but, you you know, you learn and develop, don't you? Mm. Anyway, long story short, Helga moved away, and I continued to learn, read, practice on my own. It was called a hedge witch, which means a solitary witch. And I spent most Friday nights in my house making sea salt circles with crystals and all kinds of, and, you know, getting getting to... And I still didn't quite understand how it worked, but I did it. It was a, yeah. a practice that I began to do. I, I think a lot of people, when you say spells, automatically think, ooh, hocus-pocus and what a load of nonsense. Mm. But a spell can be misinterpreted and mm-hmm. you have an intention and you use certain things like crystals, but you have an intention. And it can be a really beautiful, positive thing, attracting something to, into your life. You well, know, it's it, like a prayer. Yeah, if you, if you change the word to prayer, then it's not as um, hocus-pocus. Yeah, pocus. It's unfortunately, just that word. Uh, and witch as well. Now, I know a lot of witches. Now, and I'm not being funny. I mean, I actually know a lot of witches and white witches and different kinds of witches. And they're all beautiful people. But for some reason, that term, everybody has... I'd rather a pre- be a witch con- than a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people have a preconceived idea about a witch and a spell, but... They're completely wrong, usually. So moving on from that, and a big shout out to Helga, lovely woman. I've not seen her for probably no. 25 years, and she knew me when I was at my worst, probably. I was hard to handle. I was um, a, oh, loose yes. ca- a loose cannon. And I remember Helga used to have codeine, a lot of it, because she wasn't well. And she used to give me her codeine or <laughs> what she had spur, and I'd, I'd, I'd have loads of it. You know, that was... Any, anything I could get my hands on at the time. Alongside this, you're experimenting with spells, prayers, this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You're also then, you're becoming a therapist, an LLP practitioner. So, Well, I started off doing aromatherapy. And so, oh, I just, oh. getting to know the essential oils was like getting to know your friends. I've really went into that. And as a child, funnily, I used to love flowers. And I did a big project at school on these flowers and I won a prize for it. So it's always been kind of there, like that nature element or aspect. 
and I became an aromatherapist and I, again I started practicing I, practi- I would practice on anybody your mum I went around to your mum's a good few times I would open my door up and say come in let me practice on you all the therapies yeah. and it were added on I went you know reflexology I was a, a Reiki master Karuna Reiki master which is another a higher vibration of Reiki which connects to the angelic realms which was just mind-blowing um, years later I went on and did hypnotherapy psychotherapy NLP EFT TFT you know lots of therapies CBD PPP DDD <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of a lot of um, yeah. qualifications actually but yeah. all for your, your own personal journey sort of helping me to develop as well because you do have to go into that self-development when you're learning these um, yeah these, these new ways, these new therapies. But I also, so I worked for the NHS and substance misuse for 14 years in Salford. And I had little projects that I did and I absolutely loved it. And the clients loved me and to the point where they were getting rid of all the sessional workers, we were called. And they were restarting it up again and all the clients made a petition so that they wouldn't get rid of me. And I stayed on. And yeah. they loved me. I used to give them all a crystal. And they used to come in four years later and say, I've still got that little crystal you gave me. Some of these people don't get anything. And if you can give, just, oh, yeah. you know. I, th- I think with a lot of these therapies, different techniques for healing, initially you've always got to do the work on yourself to start with, you know, because... Oh, yeah. And you also did Reiki as well, which has been part of your journey. So... From this point, moving forward, you've always been a healer. Healer, yes. Yeah. Well, it's funny because when we used to go clubbing, I don't know why I used to massage people. They used to line up. I stand on a podium and they'd line up in front of me With and dicks. I would be massing, massaging <laughs> them and then the next one would come. I don't know what, it was something, my hands, I had to just, you know, touch people and just, people had, they, they loved it. So that, um, I knew that I wanted to be doing some form of healing. And, yeah, you're right, you do have to heal yourself to know the benefits of it, even to the point, you might not remember this, but me and um, Lindsay Fishwick, yeah, yeah. And when I got all my essential oils and I just qualified and I was so into them, and I was like, oh, blending and ma- you know, making potions, and I said, oh, PJ, yeah, uh, will you test this out for me? It's a sleep potion. He said, yep. <laughs> and what's in it? I said, well, it's quite sedative, so be very careful how you use it. You need about eight drops in the bath. Whenever you did it, I said, he said, yes. He said, I put the whole bottle in. And I said, oh, my God. I remember. I slept. I remember, <laughs> I remember. I didn't sleep much. I very rarely slept. And I was quite happy to try anything for anybody at the time. Uh, <laughs> Lindy Fishwick, uh, an ex-girlfriend of mine and uh, a beautiful soul, lovely woman. Oh. And she didn't know me at my best either. I took a lot of drugs. I didn't sleep often. I wasn't necessarily nice to be around. And so... I hope maybe one day I'll meet some of these people again and maybe I'll be a, a nicer version of myself, you know. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. And we've all been there, Yeah. you know. We're all, at least we recognise and we've got that awareness that we wanted to change or we wanted to be the better version of ourselves that we could be, so we will do whatever it takes to get there. Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. We talked about witches and the fact is, you know, and being in nature, which we're going to get to later on in the show, but... If you were a lady that used herbs and herbal medicine and had a cat and lived in nature four years ago, they'd burn you. I know. It's insane, isn't it's it? Terrible. It's crazy. 
Yeah. Maybe tell us a little bit, Janet, about helping addicts. What did you do? Was it therapy? I did my therapies. Rachel, a friend of ours who went out with Lindsay's brother, yeah. um, was in a got a position in Salford under the umbrella of the, the National Health Service with substance misuse and mental health. And she invited me along to see if I wanted to work with a women's group using my therapies because she had had you know, various different treatments from me and thought they would benefit. So that's where I started and the results were phenomenal to yeah. the point where one woman changed her whole life completely. She came in one day and she just stopped taking heroin. She stopped taking it that day and she came in to see me and she was all of a fluster and all her face was bright red and she was going through the withdrawal symptoms. I said, come in and she came in the room did reiki did healing on her and within 15 minutes the redness had all gone from her face she stopped shaking and she was calm and she never took heroin again well right that's better than any anything the nhs can normally give you isn't it yeah but she really believed in it as well not that you need to believe mm. in 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 healing with, like that with methadone for example there's a very low percentage of people that actually come off heroin and stay off it you know, and that's why a lot of people re resort to ayahuasca, you know, a series of Definitely. ayahuasca ceremonies, you know. Something I'd like to say about Lindsay's brother, Simon, who passed away, sadly, and a, a beautiful man. This is a coincidence, and I don't believe in coincidences, alignment, but Simon's ashes were spread um, just at the side of the lake in Ambleside, at the side yes. of Windermere. Yeah. And I think it was two years ago, or three years ago, I can't remember what, me and Willow decided on this day, we just woke up and said, we'll go to Ambleside today. And I said, oh, that's that spot. So we got out the car and had a look. And, and then we went into a cafe in Ambleside. And then while we were there, we bumped into Doc and three or four other people. And they said, wow. oh, I, it's, uh, it's nice that you're here today. And I went, what do you mean? And it was the anniversary of the day that wow. spread these ashes, I think, mm. or the day he died, mm. I'm not sure, but... The point is, I hadn't been there for a long time, and I rocked up, and not only did I go on that day, but I bumped into them, and I said I, I didn't even realise it was that day. I just was drawn to go to go on that on that day. Oh wow! Mm. But you know, then something else is oh something else driving and pulling you in that way. But so, and I and I've since been there quite a few times. I go there quite regularly. You know, it's a beautiful spot and a and a nice memory if you can see it like that as well. Mm. You know, but. Mm. There we go. So, Janet, tell me about, and if I can pronounce it right, Merkaba. 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 Merkaba, yeah. Is that a not Merkabah. the name of a wizard? Sorry? I'm sure that name's used in a, a novel, and it's the name of a wizard as well, Merkaba. Yeah, well, Merkaba to me, and it's a, an eight-pointed, three-dimensional star shape, mm -hmm. and it's the... Um, um, you say it like you know the Michelangelo painting, yes. so it's our energy field as yeah. well. But for me, I was using a Merkabah crystal. I had two, and I used to dance with one in each hand, just trusting. It was so powerful. And when you look what Merkabah is, it's in the Bible as well, and it's like a, a shimmering like light vehicle, a chariot of ascension. They call it. I like all these words. Oh. I am a chariot of ascension, a light vehicle. Well, it, it's Fantastic. so amazing. So when I went on my second ayahuasca retreat and I'd, I was really right in the centre, I was really developing myself then, I was deep in the medicine and I just said to myself, Merkabah, and 
like that. It was out the side of me. It, some, it, I was like, and it was a shimmering light vehicle. It was made of energy. And I was like, next thing, I was on it, in it, however you want to say it. And poof, I woke up on this like operating table. Um, oh, we're like these noises and then I looked up and there was two blue beings with big heads were looking down at me and they spoke to me and said are you ready are you sure you're ready are you sure you want this and I said yep and they were female and they were benevolent and they were full of love and they put two rods in my head I still got the little pimples on the side of my head Right. Mm -hmm. Then I got flung over to this other place that wasn't another a, realm or a dimension. This kind of thing. Yeah, it's not a place. It's whether well, it's a state of mind, whatever you want to call it. But I've heard David Icke call it the glistening darkness. And to me, I think it's the furthest point that you can go to the void before death. That's my own yeah. take on it. Because where you are, without your body, I was out of my body, and I was still me. I was resonating in this vibration of sound that sounded something like wom, 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 wom. it's so like and I was like and I, it was just white pure white like bright light and I was suspended in this sound and this and I was like I was like oh my I'm eons away from my body but I'm still me I could hear myself but I had no ears and I, I could hear my voice. I was like, oh, my God, I'm still me. And then I said, show me. And a dot appeared. Is this yes? the And in that yeah. moment, I knew everything and nothing at the same time. And from the dot, they began to it drew the all-seeing eye. Mm -hmm. And to see the life, the flower of life and the fruit of life. Um, she showed me, and there was, you know, guidance as well with words showed me how a leaf is formed so intricate so beautiful so magnificent so Merkabar in this situation is the this energetic vehicle this ascension. that took you on this journey so Janet in your show notes and I know quite a bit about this is Christian in a box and you became a I use the term and I joke and I don't mean to offend anybody but, but like got what I used to call God squad you know you God became, squad or oh, Bible basher big yeah, time yeah. oh yeah and but you became a quite a devout Christian you know and you were into God and in its traditional sense uh, in the religious sense not as in so so much but as in scripture and I remember this because this period when you went through this there were a couple of points where y you became a little bit spiky you know <laughs> so Maybe tell us about Christian in a Box, that part of your journey. Hmm. Well, I kind of maybe followed, led, was led there. I used to go to church previously, um, but never felt that, you know, I used to go with my friend Joanne, John yep. Schofield. For about four years, we went to church every Sunday. But then when I jumped into this Christian, Christian in a Box and really ran with it, a lot of things got shown to me, but... After 18 months, I wasn't me anymore. No. So our good friend Joanne was part of this journey? Yes. Um, and she was still a Christian as well at that time. 
but I just felt like my life wasn't my own anymore. I was still dancing to Christian songs because I was, was, you know, still wanted to dance. And I did have a moments where I felt, I felt it, but then it was like Satan was causing havoc in my life and Jesus was fixing it, where I was taking no part in it. There was no responsibility. There was no... And I literally sank to the lowest point ever and I missed God so much. And I, I, I was like, mm, I, I, I'm just not me. I was really, really down. I don't know if you can remember, and I hope you don't mind me reminding you of this, but I remember I put a post on yep, Facebook. I yeah, about And it's fine to talk about it now. Of course it yeah. is. But about Reiki, and it was a friend of mine who was doing Reiki, and I know obviously lots and lots of people that do Reiki, and I think there's a lot of positives to it. Mm. And you sort of slated her in a comment or bombasted it and said it's the devil's work and all this, and mm. it's the only time I've had to actually delete your comment because mm. I, I didn't want to... Uh, offend my friend but that yeah. sort of shows me a little bit a reflection of you you became across as being quite angry you know like you're angry with the world or things that were going on mm. now I share all your posts I don't delete your comments I share your posts <laughs> <laughs> well I know we party company for a little while after that because mm. and that's what it does that's what it did to me mm. anyway well I, I never party company I was always there I just had to pull that comment yeah you know because it was but we weren't on the same no, page. No, we weren't on the same page. Um, anyway, long story short, I'd heard a couple of times, and this again is my own journey, that Yahweh is a demon. I was like, hmm. Anyway, I watched a series of videos by an amazing woman called Giannis Barcelo. And... After watching some of her material, I, and she said it, I was like, that's the third time I've heard that now. I'm going to look into it. And as I looked into it, it resonated with me. Yeah. So then I was like, nobody, nothing. no, no like My spiritual identity was start again. So I prayed to God, and I got on my knees, and I just said, just show me. Show me. Show me something so I know. And again, God always shows up. Yeah. I said, I used to do things before this Christian box, all my, um, you know, healing work. I had lots of tools and instruments that I smashed and burned. They say, don't throw the baby out the bathwater. I had really expensive tools that I just got rid of. And yeah. one of the things I used to do was smudge people. I even was gifted a wing, a bird wing. It's such mm. a precious gift. We, and I, we still do that now. Yeah, yeah, but it came about because I prayed. Then I had to... I had to know that it was the right thing to do so I asked God show me and one day uh, me and my brother went to the trough of Boland we sat there all day and then beautiful day I looked over there to my left and there was a fence and, and I said to my brother what's that there I climbed over the fence and I shouted I said oh my god Paul it's a dead bird and I'm not joking it looked like it just landed there and died it wasn't eaten it wasn't shot it was, and it was still kind of warm. And I was like... Oh, Are you sure it wasn't alive? <laughs> it wasn't alive, I'm, honestly, I'm it wasn't alive. And I'm I was teasing. like, oh, Paul, I can't leave it here. And I thought, well, what, what can I do with it? So we got it, put it in a bag, and I was like, oh, the wings. So I phoned my friend, Kieran, who's a farmer, and I said, Kieran, can you take these wings off this bird for me? And he said, I don't know, I'll have a go. So, bless him, he did it. Mm. And he and he had to do whatever he had to do with them, and he brought them maybe two weeks later. And I was like, oh, "That's God's answer to me," because in shamanic healing, 
the animal spirits are so powerful, but to me it was like the bird still lives on. So I, I saw that as a clear, um, absolute yes. So I started to smudge and sage people again. Using the wings? Using my wings, yeah. yeah. Smudging is where you have a, a herb and... White sage or palisanto. Yeah, you burn that mm-hmm. and you have the wing and you go around the energetic field of the body and yes. under the feet as well. Yes, it's like giving your aura a shower. Ah, that's a good way of putting it. Yes, it cleans your energy field. I'd also just like to say something as well, and that is I have some really good friends that I think a lot of, really like them, I think very highly of them, and they're, you know, devout Christians, you know, and they're religious, and North Face is one, the rapper, really nice man, and also Alison Isabar, if I've said that correctly, Alison Isabar, who's a friend of mine from Bolton Triathlon Club. Mm-hmm. And so in no way, it's horses for courses, whatever works for you. And it's not my path. I, I predominantly meditate and I'm a Buddhist. But if that's what works for you and, and those are your beliefs, then I, that, I'm completely well, happy about that. All I can say is I used to go to the church and I could immerse myself in it as much as I could and I wanted it so much but I I never felt good enough and the scriptures weren't resonating I read the bible out loud every night for two years all 18 months um I knew the stories off by art I would go and tell them everywhere and I had peace but something was missing but I have seen people in churches feel the way that I feel when I'm doing my thing now. So to me, that is the same. It's a prayer and it's from your heart. God's in your heart. Exactly. I'd say it this way, and that is we're all heading to the same place. What vehicle you use is different for everybody. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, you know, are religious and they get a lot from that and they do a lot of good work and they're Mm. beautiful people, you know. Yes, At this point, I think now it's the time we touch on plant medicines. Now, I've talked about it openly on the show. I've had a number of guests that have talked about it, which includes Wesley, your chap now, who recently took ayahuasca uh, in the last month or two. But it's a part of a lot of people's journey on a spiritual path. Not everybody's, but a lot of people. I've taken it on several occasions. You have also taken it on several occasions. And including other plant medicines. I've also taken ayahuasca with tumour, mimosa, another type of ayahuasca, different type of it. Uh, Peyote, cambo, I mean, I could list probably 10 plant medicines that I've taken. I took ayahuasca because I'd tried everything else and there was nowhere left to look. And although I'd become very much happier, more peaceful since I started meditation, Mm. there was still this underlying problem at a subconscious level, I couldn't fix it. I was unhappy. And I wasn't suicidal, perhaps, where I was prior to becoming a Buddhist and meditating, you know, because I have been suicidal. Mm-hmm. But there's just this cloud hanging over me in my life. And once I took ayahuasca, it changed everything. It's not for everybody. Ayahuasca is a personal choice. And in this country, it's illegal. So quite often you have to go abroad to do it, as mm-hmm. I have done. Mm-hmm. But maybe tell us about your experience with ayahuasca. Once my journey, once my awakening happened, around about 2011, when I started to follow David Icke, and David Icke opened up a whole new ball game in my life because what he was saying I'd never heard before. And it really blew me away. I was like, these things are going on in the world, and 
I didn't know about it, and still now I know that other people don't know about it. It's easy to just carry on in your plugged-in life. So David Icke came, hoping things up. We've both been very fortunate to meet him on a few occasions, and you're sort of quite friendly with David Icke. Yes, yeah. kind of. Um, it's, it's such an ama amazing story. that that I used that to show me the power of myself, of everything else that I learned afterwards and of consciousness and the heart centre uh, magnetism because he was talking about that. But that year, it was um, 2012. That's when my life started to change. Um, I always wanted an experience on the etherical level of angels, of, of something, something that I could see, something that didn't make sense, you know. And I got that I, on Mother's Day 2012. Um, an experience happened where I was bawling my eyes out for some reason. I went upstairs, I got on my knees and I, I was sobbing and I don't know why. And I just said, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, fill me up, fill me up now. And I'm kid you not. As I said it, I said it three times, and I didn't even know I said Holy Spirit, but I felt this golden stuff being poured into my head. I could feel, I was like, <gasps> like liquid bliss, just, oh, oh my God. I was filled up, oh my, and I started to shake. Oh, I stopped crying, but then I started crying again because I was so happy. Yeah. And in that moment, my partner at the time came in the room and said, are you okay? And I said, yeah. I opened my eyes. I was like, oh, my. He said, what is it? I went, it's mist. It's everywhere. I could feel it. It's tangible. And he said, where is it? Everywhere. And he got his camera and he went, and, and he pulled it back. He said, oh, my God, the picture's misty. But he couldn't see it. Yeah. I could see it. He couldn't. But it was on the picture. And I've still got those pictures, the which I will send them. sometimes pick things up like orbs that you can't see with the naked eye. But then I've looked up, I did a, a tour of underground Manchester. We went under, went, I think, seven floors down next to where the cemetery is, right in the central Manchester where the church is. Oh, and nice. they took us through all these caverns and we took some pictures and we looked after. And there was thousands of orbs. I think if you see an orb on a picture quite often, I'd, I think it could be, you know, somebody's spirit. Well, again, after that, so that was my first encounter of a mystical experience that I'd been calling out for, just to show me. And I was thrilled. And I knew my life was going to be changing after that. And not long after, I had the orb experience, but to the point where I was in the shower one day, and I don't know, um, <laughs> some people laugh, this, I might have had a stroke or something, but I don't think so. I was in the shower. Next thing, I was out the shower, but I don't remember getting out the shower. And I kind of came round with my forehead on the bathroom wall. And I could see, I saw so much, I can't tell you. It was amazing. Uh, like, information just, just, just coming in. I was like, oh, I'm going mad. And I couldn't... Um, make sense of the information but it kind of made sense instantly at the same time i had archangel michael archangel gabriel and jesus sananda who were seemed to be speaking to me um went down the stairs i said something's happening to to my head you know what's happening to me and again he said don't wait there he took a picture because he took some pictures and his phone went off and I was like, oh, my head, my head, what's going on? And he went in the kitchen, he's like tapping the phone. He said, well, anyway, the phone came back on and he said, oh, there's nothing wrong with the battery. So he said, oh, my God, what's that on the picture again? So whatever was in the room zapped the phone. 
This is our frequencies and vibrations. And the orb next to me was so big. It was mm. opaque. It was huge. And I had a green one above my head and a purple one on that side. Massive. And all night, he took these pictures and these orbs were with me. Yeah. And I googled white orb, green orb, purple orb, and to that magnitude, opaque, not transparent. And it said, Archangel, Ascended Master. And I was like... And go. I've been talking to them with my yeah. bath, and I had, you know, I was like, "Oh, what's happening to me?" Then after that, I ran to a, f a friend of mine, my hypnotherapist, who'd done therapy on me. <laughs> I drove in potty as well, so funny. But anyway, and he, I said, "David," he was doing a class. I ran in the class and said, "David, something's happening to my head." And he's like, "Janet, just calm down and come into the back room." Blah blah blah. And he's trying to calm me down. And he said, "I said I've not slept, and this stuff's happening. What's happening to me?" This was, this was my awakening. I didn't realise at the time. Yeah. Anyway, he convinced me to do a hypnotherapy course. And I thought, okay, I signed up to do this course. I went in the January to do his course. And leading up to the Oscar, it, it all makes sense. <laughs> and the hypnotherapy opened up so much about what David Icke was saying. Oh, my. Oh, my. To programme a brain is so easy. 21 times or more will make a new habit or a pattern. That's all hypnotherapy is. They're breaking the patterns and habits of people and putting new ones in. Yep. It, show, it showed me so much. I understood how the TV worked with the hurts and the um, the way it puts you into a trance, blah, 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 how easy it is to program people. And I came out of there and I was on fire. I was a new person. And I didn't want to be a hypnotherapist, but I'm glad I did the training. And then a few months later... Ayahuasca just kept, I was like, what? I'd only read about it maybe eight years previous. And I'd, I was scared of what I'd read because it said you die when you do ayahuasca um, and the death bolt comes and all these other things. And I thought, I'm not doing that. I've been like, but it kept coming at me. So, we, you know, we looped into it and we ended up booking a retreat and I embarked upon that journey. And again, I got the first journey, mind-blowing, where I had um, Kuan Yin, um, I, I came out my body. I had the full-on experience. I met David Icke in the journey. She took me by my hand. Well, I actually, I died. The death boat did come. I was on the floor and I couldn't open my eyes and something saying, I'm going to die. Oh, my God, I'm going to die on this floor. I drank some stuff and now I'm going to die. Shit, what am I going to do? Can I say shit? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we swear. So, so I'm on the floor, the death boat. I could hear the noise of it, and all this darkness came over me, and skulls, and and I couldn't. My eyes were cemented shut. This is the first time you're dead. This is the first time. After a load of other stuff had happened outside, like a, a forty foot giant engine going hey, 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 hey. I was like, oh my god, what's going on? Was this in the ayahuasca experience? Yes. Yes. This was with my I eyes you meant open. Before you went into the ayahuasca ceremony. Oh gosh, no! <laughs> I, I'd, I'd had three doses of the medicine at that time, and it was very gentle, but it was so powerful. So the Indian was actually protecting me. I found out later. So I'm on the floor. She said, "Go inside, lie down. You won't, you won't uh, purge again now. Go with it." So, yeah, the death boat came. Yeah. And I took my last breath. I now, the interesting point was about that. When death comes. What can you do? And I actually, well, what can you do if I'm going to die on this floor right now? We can't do anything. And I went back into the womb and I come out on a pair of hands like a baby. <gasps> and this other place. And then she she got me and took me on 
Amazing journey. Most people are living in the fear of death and you don't start living until they accept you die and everybody's... Their mortality is a fear that they carry with them throughout their life and the, the fear getting old and dying. Once you lose that fear, every day is a gift and you start to really live. Well, she took me up to... Well, first of all, she got rid of all my problems, like, like the John the Generation game. Gone, gone, gone. Took me on a, an ancestral uh, family timeline healing. I could, I knew what was wrong with all the people in my wrong. I could, I knew what was going on with all my friends, what purpose they played in my own life. How valuable each and every person is, good, bad, or ugly, in your life for your experience and why you've come here. And then David Icke came in the journey, and maybe going back to David Icke. You've danced on stage with David Icke. You've also danced on a regular basis with a Bob Marley band. Oh, yeah. Bob Marley tribute band. I love him. And you dance on stage with your wand. Yes. Oh, my rattle. Oh, your rattle. <laughs> yeah. So you get about a bit. And it was in Wembley, wasn't it, where you danced on stage with David Icke? Yes. Well, after he came up in the journey, because I'd been saying for a full year, even when I was doing my hypnotherapy training, oh, David Icke, David Icke, I love him. I love him. Oh, my God, I've got to meet him. And he used to say, do you know David Icke? Do you know how I can meet him? To any any new people I met, I've got to, I'm going to meet him. And then one day he was uh, doing a, a presentation on uh, the Heart Centre Magnitude, and I was like, right, if what you're saying is true, I'm going to meet you. And then I watched him at Wembley 2012, and I stood up at the end and I said, I'm going to meet him. Yep, I'm going to meet him. And I'm going to dance on that stage and... Somebody said, well, are you going to do that? I said, I'm going to do it. And, yeah, so after a month after the ayahuasca, an opportunity came, and the ayahuasca will teach you to recognise opportunities when they come afterwards and to go with it. So this opportunity came where he was launching the people's voice at the time and helping to get that going, and I just said, oh, uh, they, they, were, they were asking for quirky, confident people. Now... If I had drank the medicine, I would have thought, oh, I can't do that, I'm too old or whatever. It was like, no, oh, I'm doing that. I didn't even tell anybody, sent off, whatever. They got back to me and a load of strange things happened. The spirits came to push me to go to London. It was so strange. I'm not going to go into that. But long story short, I went to London to the People's Vice and, yeah, I met David Icke and it was magical. And he, at the end, we shared some wine and he said... I said, oh, can I have a picture? And he said, yeah, of course, God, put, put his arm around me. And we had a picture and he said, take another to the guy. The guy took another. And then he, he, he turned me to face him and he got hold of my shoulders and he, he, he grabbed me and gave me an embrace. And we were there, for, it felt like ages, and he, he kept kissing my head. And he pulled me back and he went, pulled me back in. And he said, you've got great energy. I'll be seeing you again. I said, can I dance on your stage at Wembley? <laughs> and he's like, That was your um, opportunity. Well, we will be having some dancers. He must have thought I was, and I was like, oh, wow. And he, he was, he, and I said, I, I'm going to do a presentation, but I've not done it yet. And he said, lose the fear of what other people think. I said, done. And in the February, that was in the November, in the February, I did my first presentation at the Bleach Works when you, I, I think I was you, there. did your mum come as well? I think your mum came, didn't she? Yeah. yeah. And that was my start of not being able, I wanted to let people know what was going on in the world because if I didn't know, all my friends didn't know. And it's like, when we all know, then maybe we can make a difference somehow, you know, and that was the start of that. So, yeah. yeah.
We'll just give a big shout out to your brother, Paul, by the way. He's been a friend, again, for 30 plus years and a a lovely man. And he's also ex-armed forces like Wesley. So you've also been to a number of gong baths like myself. I had a spate where I just couldn't get enough of them, sound baths and gong baths. And I've talked about them in depth on a number of occasions about the experience and how the the vibrations, if you're in the room, it's not like listening to something on stereo. Those sound waves resonate with different parts of your body and remove energetic blockages, ones that you... You know, you mm. maybe can't remove through other therapies. The mm. gongs will knock it out of you. I went to a guy called Paul Dilworth who does sound bath healing. And it was my first experience. And it's strange. if you're not, He does sound, not just gongs. Um, and at the end, he made us all drink water. And he said, so the water that you're going to put in your body after you've had the sound bath will still be resonating with the vibrations. And I'm... If I'm right in saying this, um, like singing bowls and gongs, they're made of seven different precious metals. So that's the sound quality is so beautiful yeah. and very healing for our body. But the because we are made of water, those vibrations mm-hmm. going through your water will heal and, like you say, remove blockages and just keep your your well-being um, uh, intact. And it's just... It's an amazing experience. experience, Yeah, Yeah. very relaxing, very calming, very soothing, very healing. And Paul Dilworth told me, he said he he got Bell's palsy and he he, he tried everything and nothing seemed to be working with that. And he went along to a sound bath and it went. So then he decided to go and learn this. And now he's an amazing musician. Um, I've not seen him for a while. He came to my retreat, the Aurora retreat, and he did a... A full-on sound bath there, and everybody loved it. Does make you feel really not sleepy, but very relaxed at the end. You'll have a really good sleep afterwards. Yeah. So Janet, you've spoke on a number of occasions at New Horizons in St Anne's, and through you, I got to speak there. Yep. And then Catherine Bowman got to speak there because I then put Catherine in touch with them. Oh yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, she's been on the show, obviously. Yeah. Beautiful people and a a great platform for alternative viewpoints and people that have got a message to say. So we'll give a big shout out to them. You can name them and give them a shout out. Oh, yeah. To Rob, John, Brian, um, Chrissy, Rob Dean. He's a big part of New Horizons as well. Such wonderful people who commit time and energy every week for I don't know, over 15 years, I think, you know, every Monday going, setting up, and I don't think they profit from it in any no. way. My video on New Horizons, I think it's had about 1,500 views, something like that. I spoke for, I asked how long I could have, and I wanted as long as possible, and they said maybe an hour and a half. I think I did two hours, 15 minutes, and they were all, like, tapping the yeah, watch because I didn't want oh, to yeah, get off. Like, yeah, they, Rob says, I like my basket. Come on, I'm yeah, going to go now. Yeah. So, Janet, you've spoke at New Horizons as well, and... Some of your videos, one in particular, had about 35,000, 40,000 views. Maybe tell us a little bit about the talks you did there. That video was called The Next Step Gathering. Yeah. And it's when it was a Christian in a box. And I was very into the Bible. And it was also about the flat earth and all the biblical scriptures that point to the earth being a still fixed plane. And, yeah, so it was controversial. I also did another talk there called A Mixed Bag Journey, and that was really controversial because the first half was about the system and our kind of slave to the system with our birth certificate. And it was quite interesting. But then the second half was about 
the Bible and scriptures and Jesus. And it was really controversial because I got a lot of shouting and stuff at the end. Um, but again, my videos on my own channel are about my journey. Yeah. So it's not that it, it, you might think, oh, this She's away with the fairies, yeah. But it's just different stages in my own journey that I've really ran with and took to heart and, you know, really got to grips with it to bring me back to where I am now, which was where I was at before all that. Yeah. But with all the teachings and learnings from it. I'd seen that video and you go through it, you do your talk and there's a Q&A at the end. Yes. And it's sort of the last 10 minutes or so when it gets a bit <laughs> spiky and... Uh, there's a, it's a bit abrasive, the conversations, you get challenged a lot, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. I got challenged a lot. But that's that what one. probably got it, so many yeah. views. They loved it at New Horizons, <laughs> like, yeah, go on, they, they, they love it, you know, when it stirs people. So Janet, we're going to bring you into the present moment and we're going to talk about conscious dance and we're going to talk about Away With The Furries. So we'll do conscious dance first. Okay. And you host events and retreats in both these areas but we'll, we'll start with conscious dance so what is it what's conscious dance well conscious dance it's been developing i've been doing it for 10 years i danced wembley into my reality using everything that david Dyke was teaching me at the time about the heart center magnet knowing that i can visualize from here which is electrical and pull it in from here, which is magnetic. And this is, we are electromagnetic beings. Yes, and we're beginning we're to understand. Yeah. magnetic field, yeah, interact with the bar as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I began to put it into practice. And because I was doing Reiki at the time, I don't do Reiki anymore for my own reasons, um, which I don't need to go into, but I knew that I was an energy healer. So rather than the energies just coming out of my hands to do healing, I was going to use my whole body because it's the water in my body that has the memory. It's the water where I pray every night. And you can, so the healing's coming out of my whole body. So I thought I'm going to use it in a dance. So I started trying to develop different ideas. We were doing um, a star sign dance. We were bringing the elements into it. We were doing this, we were doing that. And it's grown and developed. And then eventually I did my own retreat called Aurora Retreat. And the dance itself is called Ascend Dance. Which, ah, yes, Ascend yeah, Dance. Yes. Ascend Dance is my way of showing people not just how to dance. It's not about dancing. It's about healing. It's a prayer. And when we all get together in more than one and we put intentions through, we make a circle, we say our intentions and the heartfelt, and then we dance in that space and we can hold the space with the wand or the rattle or the drum or whatever and really you know, let people's energy expand. This is a spiritual yeah. encounter. We are spirits in bodies not the other way around and I think people have forgotten who they are yeah, yeah. so when we tune into that and your spirit will awaken and will expand and this is the light that comes through people people do say you've got something about you in this energy or whatever and it's the light because I, I practice it's disciplined and it builds up momentum as yeah. you keep practicing more and more I've said in a couple of previous shows that we're all actually batteries, we're energetic beings. I mean, I'm an electromagnetic field. And one battery or two batteries will power a remote control to operate the telly. A thousand batteries can power a car. When we're all together and we all have an intention and we all connect yep. physically, emotionally, spiritually, then we could, that's how we change the world. Yes. And because we can't see it, but I was, I was ever saying sometimes if you're ever feeling a bit down or a bit 
Mm. You know, you just say, oh, fed up. You just sit back, take, breathe, and just trust in the unseen. Yeah. Trust in the unseen and knowing that whatever you focus on and visualize from here, a prayer, this part's taken out of the Bible because this is the true, real way to pray, is to feel like it's already done. And the magnet from the heart center will bring that thing into your reality but it'll also bring the things you don't want if you're focusing on bad feelings so yeah. keeping your focus on what you want and then watch it it usually shows up not how you expect like yeah. with the david Icke situation many others but it shows up a term i have used a few times is the wisdom of uncertainty and that's when you throw yourself into the abyss and <laughs> trust i mean no idea what's going to happen but you just know that everything's going to be okay. And then you let yes. your life flow. And when you're that open to everything, things will come at you at 100 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. When you've already decided how something's going to arrive and it can only come this way and you're rigid in form, then you've only given it there's only one opportunity and it probably won't arrive. Give it infinite possibility. Just throw yourself into the abyss, trust, be in a happy state of mind, experience bliss mm -hmm. and joy. You hear some people say it didn't happen how I wanted it to, but the point is it still happened. Yep. Sometimes it'll happen beyond your wildest dreams. When I met David Icke and I was on Gareth Icke's shoulders and all these, it was like, oh, God, this is my dream. Yeah. It's happening and I'm aware of it. But it's not how I thought. It's like the law of attraction where mm -hmm. you need the intention. You need to... Throw your wish out to the universe, you know, cosmic ordering, if you want to call it that. There's many things you can call it. You do not need to know how the universe is going to deliver it. That's the universe's job. Your job is to just have the intention. Mm -hmm. That's it. So many coming together with the same intention. One of my intentions, I always say the Lord's Prayer when I'm drumming. It covers everything. And another intention is I intend to bring forth heaven on earth. Heaven on earth. It's not a place, it's a vibration, it's mm -hmm. a resonance. Mm -hmm. Now, when we all pick up that, which is going to be brought in with this new age of Aquarius, this, this higher vibration and you know, being ready for it, mm -hmm. then that's what starts creating reality as well. There's a new film, I say new, it's about 18 months old, called Mary Magdalene. And brilliant film. Joaquin Phoenix is in it, Rooney Mara, and she plays Mary Magdalene. I've seen that. Mm -hmm. Beautiful film. Uh, really well shot and the crux of the film is at the end that she figures out and the apostles didn't but she figures out that heaven is on earth and it's in our hearts not in another place another realm beautiful film i've watched it four times now if you haven't seen it it's a, it's a really really well shot ah, i love it already wow. you don't live in bolton now do you janet you're blackpool uh yeah i live in and blackpool well bispin i live bispin. and i like it now yeah. Well, you're like by it. the sea, mm -hmm. and you've actually done some dancing things on the prom, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Outside. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I always take my wand, and I've got a big wand with uh, near magnets in it. It is so powerful. If you've got a pacemaker, it'll affect it. It'll affect your phone. And I went to the beach, and I prayed about this event. As, you know, and it came, I was, it's better than my wildest dreams. The sunset was beautiful. I got my wand out, and... And Wes took a picture, and you can see the one, the, the the crystal shining on the water as the sun's coming through. And then I danced with it, 
And and then the Blackpool Tower had a massive heart on it. I was like, oh, God, me, he can't be, this is amazing. So I, you have to trust to know that energy. Like Wi-Fi, you can't see it, but you know it works. You yeah. know your phone works. This is so much more powerful. So when we come together with the same intention, and I intend to bring forth heaven on earth, covers everything, and so does the Lord's Prayer. And with that intention, as all coming together, dancing our beautiful energy into the same space and directing it to... I always send my energy to the human resonance, the Aurora Borealis, yeah. and the Creator, the Mother Earth, all the trees that I connect with. I talk to the trees, I talk to the wind, the water, the rain, the elements are our allies, you know as within, so without. This earth has been created for us. Yeah. So we've finally arrived, and the name of the show, Away With The Furries. What is Away With The Furries? And are you Away With The Furries? I love that. I love the name because obviously it has certain connotations and people think, they say, oh, they're Away With The Furries, like they're a bit crazy. But what you've done with this, and I, I know, is it's beautiful. So tell us about that. Well, Away With The Furries is a nature walk. It was... Um, a pre-ayahuasca ceremony, um, embracing the nature, connecting with the nature before we imbibed on the medicine, which again is plant, trees. Oh. Yeah. So I took some people, because I do this whenever I go out, I always, I always take my crystals to the stream or the river and it's a purposeful walk because that's the only reason I'm going. So it makes you get out to the nature. And yeah. my crystals love being washed in the natural water. It cleanses and charges them up. Um, I also have trees, certain trees that I go to in the nature, which I'll go and connect to. And you stand in a tree's energy field and you consciously connect to it. Some people can just look and, oh, isn't that a beautiful tree? That's fine. But when you consciously connect from here, the tree's got an energy yeah. field too, and then I'll hug and I'll whisper, i whisper, i whisper to the wind, i whisper. I shouted David Icke's name to the wind. This is what the ancients used to do. So the trees, because they have such deep roots into the mother, into the, into the yin, into the female, into the dark, damp, deep, life-giving uh, energy forces are there, and all the roots are entwined, a bit like on Avatar. So you connect with a tree, and, and the tree will choose you. You go and give it a hug. I always take it a crystal or some offerings, some chocolate or some flowers, some petals, and just have that moment, and you start to shake, and you'll know you've connected. And I, I'll say, send my energy you know, far and wide as where these roots are going, and how far is that? As yeah. far as your imagination can carry. I've been on a few small group walks with you and it's quite normal for everybody to start hugging trees, you know. That's that's part of the deal, isn't it, you know. Mm -hmm. And I've done it myself and it's beautiful. I do it when I go to Manjushri. I go and wrap my arms around a big tree and just, just stay there for a minute because that tree has an energy field and it's probably a pure energy field and a more natural energy field than certainly the fields we encounter on a regular basis. Being in nature, it's just healing. Totally. Well, I always whisper to them, help us. I pluck my hair out and I put it on the tree. I leave my DNA on it. And then when I get home... Can I just say that to anybody <laughs> listening to this, you're whispering to the tree while you pull comes to your hair out and put it on the tree. I know, but... Away with the fairies. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, You've got to be able to see the humour in everything, I think. Oh, well. yeah. yeah. But when... Because I trust and know that... 
energy works in mysterious ways. When I got home and I had spoke to this particular tree, it spoke to me at the night time when I was home. <gasps> wow. It gave me some answers um, about the, the magnet of the earth. The earth's the magnet, not the moon. Yeah. <laughs> it's the earth. The earth's a magnet and the sun is the electrical, the yin, the yang. And it's like, oh, wow. Again, tying into the other controversial subject of the still fixed plane and the aurora borealis being the home, the heart of the earth, the centre, the holy of holies, where it emanates out from. Your heart centre is green, like the aurora. Your home when you're in your heart. And no matter what happens in my life or in my day, I always, at night, am... Dance and uh, I can pick up my drum. It, it, it's changed and developed over the years. I drum now and I chant and have no fear of doing that because it's vibration. I trust it's coming out. I pray for people. I write the names with my wand. I have a prayer basket. I put names in. If anybody asks me to do healing, I'll always write the name. I, I've had feedback. Results come back. This has happened. That's happened. It's like it's yeah. it's magical, but it's yeah. conscious. People, when you're conscious and you know and trust that you're an energetic being, just like the Earth, the Earth has been created for you, for us. How do we know? As within, so without. So, for example, give you two examples. Your lungs within, yep. the trees represent your lungs on the outside. In the inside of your lungs looks rather like the branches of a tree, yeah. being the bronchus, the bronchioles and the alveoli, yep. the branches, leaves and twigs, uh, you know the representation perfect but isn't it funny then so amazing that the trees give off oxygen that your lungs need to oxygenate your blood mm. to keep you healthy and mm. you know uh, the trees are the earth's lungs definitely yeah so yeah. anything that goes against that's nature okay and we're human and it's been designed that way we are meant to be here it's been created for us so anything that goes against that is against humanity and human nature as in yeah. wearing a mask etc also percentage wise the sea contains as much salt and water as your body so the, we're in equilibrium with the earth mm. it's been created for us to come here why mm. for an experience to oh, fully immerse yourself in this life, good, bad or ugly. We're here to have challenges, to love, to overcome, to face things, to forgive, to be grateful, to express, to feel, to, you know, get, get back to that centre. And get back to that centre. I don't care who you are, where you come from, what you think your problem might be. There is no problem. Because love is where you've come from, love is where you go back to, and what you find, we're fragmented when we come to this world, so we have, we have to be, because we are pure love, so you have to find it again and find your way back to that, find your way back. Mm -hmm. Love is the answer to every question. Yeah. Every question. What about this? What about love, love, love? Yes, and we all get, we are a lot, well, myself included, I'm, I'm not perfect by any means. We get caught up in our story. And that's why sometimes just to take a step back from your story or your problem or whatever you th you're calling it and just breathe yeah. and trust in the unseen. Just let it go, let it go, let it go. And everything that's been talked about here, the dance especially and the sound baths, 
will allow you to let go. When I did Aurora Retreat, it was like we'd imbibed on the medicine when we finished. Everybody, as I say, you will leave lighter than you came, but with more than what you brought. And mm. everybody felt that. Nice, that, yeah. Yeah, and there were no medicines involved, just pure connection and yeah. there's amazing. A, there's a quote in the book from Pills to Peace, uh, the quote I wrote, and it says, when your answer to every question is love, you have become the light. So true. So, Janet, briefly, what's next? Where are you going from here? Well, with the current situation, and I've been developing a Zen dance for all these years and different twists and turns on it, witnessing in my experience that it does do exactly as, as I say. I want to hold events where people can come, especially what's happening, so that they can remember who they are. Because people have forgotten that there is spirit in a body. Everybody's living in fear, or it, it looks that way, apart from the circles that we're involved in that are like us. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to open it up to people that might be fearful to come along and immerse yourself in the dance, in the prayer, as a spirit in a body. Let go, not be frightened. A spirit's frightened of nothing. Yeah. Nothing to be frightened of. I'm going to be hosting an event in December, which is another Away With The Fairies walk, which I missed a bit out about that. So the idea was we went to a place where we could smudge everybody. It was Williamson Park in one of the little huts because if it was raining, we were covered. My friend brought her um, music playing amp so we could play the music. And I just brought my ritual that I do at home to the people. So it's time to share it. So we smudged. I set up with a powerful intention, which is the Ascended Master Invocation, uh, inviting, which I've been doing for about two years. So again, all those beings are with me, I trust. I, we danced to three little songs and everybody was happy and vibrant. Then we went and connected with the tree that I go to and then I said to them, go and find your own tree. Take a, I give them all crystals and petals to, to bless the tree with and know and trust that when you connect with that tree, it will be with you. If you want to pluck your hair out, it will remember it's the DNA from you. Um, and then we went and did a water blessing, which was beautiful. So connecting with the elements and the nature. And everybody, none of us talked about this current situation. Uh, we, we all just were free. We, it, it, it was beautiful. So tell us about the event you've got coming up in December. The event coming up in December is going to be very much like that to align up with what's happening on the 21st of December with the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, which comes about every 800 years. And I've been so excited about this because yeah. in December 2012, the 21st of December 2012, when I'd had my awakening, I waited for that date thinking the world was going to end, it's the main calendar, end of the main calendar, etc., etc. But I witnessed things and I saw things because I had these eyes to see unbelievable everything changed after that so to be a part of it what seven eight years later witnessing this new energy coming through yeah. we are going to be connecting to that connecting to nature to the human resonance of the earth in a, a ritual in ritual intentional vibrational dance celebration of life um celebrating this new energy coming through um, so we can all connect to it. And okay. hopefully people will be more here, less here, or, or less here. 
mä oon, ah, wow, amazing. <laughs> so, Janet, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, I know they can go on to your YouTube channel if they're going to want to watch one of your videos you've done. So what's your YouTube channel called? My YouTube channel is Janet G. Okay. Um, all my strange videos are on there. If you want a good yeah, laugh, then yeah. yeah, go on and watch them. And um, if somebody wants to get in touch with you to find out about some of the upcoming events you have this year or next year, they just get in touch with you personally on Facebook, is that right? Facebook, or they can email me. At Janie5star at hotmail.com. Spell that for us. J A N E Y, the number five, S T A R at hotmail.com. Okay, okay. So these events aren't advertised at the minute simply mm-hmm. because you don't need to. Nope, so word of mouth. And yes. um, people, the last one that I did, a lady came up and she was, she was just, she cried and she went, you're healing me. There's healing happening. I can, and I was touched, you know. It's like, yes, 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 yes. And I just love to see people with that sparkle, that, yeah. that spark back, you know. And, and you give them that. You give them that. Hmm. Thank yeah. you. Janet, thanks very much for coming on the show. I'm sorry it's taken me so long. I've been a busy man, but I'm delighted you came in and I always love talking to you. Thank you so much. I think you're a wonderful human being and it's my privilege to know you. So, folks, I'm going to leave you with a quote from a book, From Pills to Peace, by Midnight McBride, obviously, and the quote was written by me and it's simply this. When you come to the end of the line, you have to go off the rails. When you've tried everything, you sometimes have to step outside the box, as Janet says, and try new things. And some of the things we talk about might seem a bit out there, but Trust me, if you haven't tried them, you don't know. We do. So try some new things. It's always good. You've got to try the 10 to find the two if you want to find the two things that are going to work for you and make you feel happy and so you can experience joy and bliss. If you don't try the 10, you'll never find them. You can find me on YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter. You can listen to me every Monday night on Salford City Radio, 94.4 FM at 11pm. You can buy the book on Amazon and loads of other places in Kindle or paperback. You can also get the audio book on Audible, ACX, Amazon, iTunes, etc, etc. You can go to my website, midnightmcbride.com and catch up with everything there. You can watch this video podcast twice a week now so every thursday and every monday and three days later it always goes live as an audio podcast on spotify podbean and itunes it's been my pleasure thank you very much for watching and i'll see you soon shalom